Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have explicit yet wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been generating for you since 2006. We are celebrating 15 years in our Pleasure Mechanics uniforms, and we have been devoted full-time to generating resources so you can explore your relationship to pleasure, sexuality, erotic expression, and intimate connection in your own home, at your own pace, on your own terms, using our resources that are generated really through the communal collective wisdom of this global community. Many of us have been in conversation now for over a decade. And if you've been with the show for a while and you want to dive deeper with us, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash love, where you will find all of our offerings for you. And if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome aboard. There's over 400 episodes waiting for you indexed by topic on our sex index and go to pleasuremechanics.com slash free where you will find our free online course so you can get started right away with our foundational strategies, techniques, and pleasure practices. All right, on today's episode, we are going to be wrapping up a kind of inadvertent mini-series we ended up doing all about curating your erotic expression while we get off script and kind of becoming more authentically us in the bedroom and beyond, as it turns out. Uh, This series started a few episodes ago when we talked about getting off script. And it turned out that just scratched the surface because we got a ton of email about that episode and about the sexual scripts underneath our social scripts. And so today we are going to dive into kind of the meta narrative script that seems to kind of control our bodies almost as if on puppet strings, no matter kind of how we identify or what other scripts we think we have transgressed. A lot of the times when we get into sex itself, there seems to be this meta script of what we do with our bodies, what we're supposed to do, what fits where, how our bodies are supposed to act that many of you wrote to us about wanting to think about how do we get off that kind of physical programming, right? There's the mental scripts and the social scripts. Well, what about this physical programming that somehow expresses itself through our bodies? Charlotte's going to get us started by reading two of the many questions that came in from Pleasure Pod members. The Pleasure Pod is our sustaining membership, our inner circle of folks who want to support the work we do and be in more intimate conversation with us, participate in choosing podcast topics, give us direct feedback, get behind the scenes in our process, get bonuses and episode reels. Um, So if that sounds interesting to you, come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash pod and step into our inner circle, support the work we do and be in direct communication with us. I love chatting with Pleasure Pod members and directing you to resources and being of service to you all. So thank you for your support of us. All right, Charlotte's going to get us started by reading two Pleasure Pod comments from the past few weeks. One member wrote, I would like to learn how to develop my erotic self within my marriage. Currently, my husband wants sex more often than I do, and this causes conflict. 
I have a feeling that I too would enjoy and want it more if I could heal my internalized slut shame and expand my and our sexual landscape. Currently, sex is very penis in vagina focused, PIV. And my husband's ejaculation is always necessary. Growing up, I barely practiced my sexuality outside of relationships with men. And within those relationships, I inhabited the inexperienced or virgin role. Mm. All right, we're going to unpack that one. Read the second member's submission, please. I loved the reminder to get more specific in our erotic expression. But sometimes it feels like I try and no matter what accessories we have on, we still end up doing the same things and it feels like the novelty doesn't cut through the script. Help. Mm, That is so, so real. The novelty doesn't cut through the script. And this idea of like the accessories, because in our last episode, we talked about curating your erotic expression and it was around Halloween. And so we were really talking about how we can look to outside objects as kind of object play to help us spark what desires we want, how we want to feel, what we want to express as erotic beings. But I think it's so easy to focus on the accessories. And then as this Pleasure Pod member expressed, you're in the experience on the same script, having the same kind of routine sex, just with golden cuffs on. And then it kind of can feel silly, right? You're like the one person that dressed up at the Halloween party when it wasn't a costume party and you feel kind of like, what am I doing with this costume on if we're just doing the same old thing? I've been that person when I dressed as Jelly Belly um, (laughs) with an awesome (laughs) trash bag full of balloons and I was Jelly Beans and it was awesome. Um, Anyway, uh, but that feeling of feeling foolish during sex is one of the feelings we try to avoid when we want to go off script and we feel those feelings come up of like, why is it scary to go off script? Why is it vulnerable? Why do we worry about feeling foolish or trying something new, trying something we've never tried before, right? Building new skills um, inherently means exposing yourself as a newbie. And for a lot of us, that brings up a lot of feels, right? And this feeling of, I don't want to look foolish is just one of them. Um, And so we avoid these edges. We keep our sex lives really routine because that's our safe zone. And when we're inviting one another, when we're inviting you to get out of the script, especially this meta script of penis and vagina sex. And when we say that we're not talking about the specific sex act of that, we're talking about the whole Hollywood script where if we said like insert sexual intimacy here, our collective imagination would go to something like passionate kissing, full body fumbling touch, pulling those clothes off maybe, or just hoisting up a skirt and then rushing towards penetration of the vagina with an erect penis that somehow out of nowhere springs to attention and is ready to penetrate. And like whether or not oral sex is inserted in there, whether or not there's some manual sex It's this same kind of routine script rushing towards penetration and then an ejaculatory orgasm that somehow signals the end of the act. 
And we've now been confronting this idea for 15 years as the pleasure mechanics. Collectively, the sex positive movement has been confronting this for 50 years, right? Questioning this model of sex. And yet it persists in our cultural imagination. And for many of us then gets expressed through our bodies and needs to be deliberately interrupted. And that doesn't mean taking away any act. It means just shredding the script and freeing the possibilities. So that's the project. That's the invitation. That is such a beautiful point. I just want to highlight that, that you're naming that we don't have to take away this particular act that many people love and adore. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a great one. But can mm-hmm. we add other pieces in, other ways of playing with our bodies before, after, instead, sometimes? And also, can we be compassionate with ourselves that we have seen this same script played out so much in media that, of course, we have this written in our bodies and we practice it and embody it? It's like an embodied expectation Mm -hmm. that if we want to do something different, we have to intentionally interrupt And this creeps in even to us queers. It creeps into each individual relationship in different ways. Like you have your own version of this script. But I think if we all take a step back, we see how much this overarching script of kind of the ejaculatory release as destination, the penetrative act as like the meat and potatoes, so to speak. (laughs) Um, And, you know, quote unquote, foreplay as everything leading up to that, right? Like, sometimes it's the round the bases metaphor, we have different ways of talking about it. And we're saying, let's instead go into a paradigm, where quote unquote, having sex with one another or getting intimate or having a sex date or playing is really about play in an open ended generative, curious mindset kind of way, where at any moment you can be in that moment and say, what does my body actually want right now? What does it want to do with you if you are doing this with a partner or if you're being alone? Like, what do I want to feel, experience, express? And those questions are really big, open-ended questions. Thus, they are a little scary and vulnerable. But when we ask them, when we ask them, the horizons open up and so much becomes possible because then it's really about this very honest and raw question of like, what is my body feeling? What state does it want to get to? And then how do I kind of like create and curate my own erotic experience to generate that kind of state? And I was just going back through our archives and I was looking at an episode that was about erotic alchemy, right? Like, fuck chemistry. We always talk about, do I have chemistry with a person? And, you know, us 300 episodes ago, we're saying like, fuck chemistry. Let's all become erotic alchemists and really take agency over creating the erotic experiences we want to have. And so that could include like lots of penetrative sex, right? Like, I want you to fuck me for hours. But we're going to do that in a way that doesn't put pressure on any one orgasm that allows us to start and stop that fucking as our bodies want to. Right. Because what also happens when we get locked into the script, we override our bodies towards a performative end. So for either partner, for anyone involved in the sex act, if you are doing what you think you should be doing, quote unquote, and your body starts out, you know, maybe you're just uncomfortable, maybe you need more lube, maybe you need 
to go to the bathroom. Maybe you just need to shift it up. Do you have permission to tap out for a minute? Do you have permission to interrupt your own erotic experience and trust that it is robust enough and you have the communication to look at your partner and be like, this is awesome, but let's do this instead. Or can we pause this for a moment? I'll be right back. Or, you know, what would feel really great right now is this. Do we have permission to shift it up, to pivot And then to maybe come back to something a little later, right? Is there a sense of open-ended play? Or are we like on a board game, moving our pieces around the table again and again and again, and we know what's next and there's no going back? And then it can be a failure if you don't move to the next step. And there's a disappointment, there's a letdown, there's an upset, there's there's a failure and disappointment. And that is so painful and once we remove the script and allow for more play, those there aren't those bars that you are missing. Instead, there are opportunities you're creating. Less rejection, mm-hmm. more collaboration. Mm-hmm. But how do we do this? How do we start this? Knowing, first of all, we are being deeply compassionate with ourselves that, of course, we have been following these scripts. We all are. The only way we can change that is to interrupt it through internally giving ourselves other options and then having conversations with our lover or lovers. What do we want to do instead? What else would be interesting? So key concepts we're going to dive into. You just named finding options, giving yourself permission, and then having conversations. So that first step, one of the Pleasure Pod members was like, how do I find all these expansive options you talk about? If I knew what I wanted to do next, I'd already be doing it. <laughs> I like, And that comment is so real, right? Like, how do we discover what new horizons we want to explore? How do we know what is possible, especially beyond kind of a pornified version of sexuality? How do we know what our bodies crave? One great tool for this is erotica both written and oral. Erotica, you can listen to. And when we listen to erotica, we have a lot of space to feel its impact on our body. How do these words and images make you feel? What cravings are stirred? And this is why we love Dipsy Stories so much. We partnered with them to support this podcast and sponsor this episode. At dipsystories.com slash pleasure, you can dive into a 30-day unlimited free trial of all Dipsy has to offer, a vast library of erotic stories read by sexy and sultry voices, immersive soundscapes, and my personal favorite, first-person erotic experiences, where the voice is speaking directly to you as the listener and telling you all the things they're ready to do to your body. Go to dipsystories.com slash pleasure for an extended 30-day free trial of this powerful tool for psychogenic arousal. That's dipsystories, D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash pleasure. And big thanks to Dipsy for sponsoring this episode. So whether it is with a tool like Dipsy, whether you get an erotica anthology, whether you watch lots of different kinds of porn, whether you just open up your own erotic imagination and ask yourself the question like, what more is there? What do I want to feel and explore beyond the routines that I may be stuck in? 
And then from there, so that's the kind of like, as you said, exploring what's possible. And then we need to give ourselves permission. And I'll never forget very early on in this work, one of my mentors said we were driving around San Francisco in his beat up little car. And he said to me, you know, your main job is a permission giver, right? And I was like, huh, and I'll never forget that. Like our main jobs as sex educators is to give permission. And that's subtle sometimes. And sometimes it's really, really explicit. Like, yeah, you know, you can play with your ass, right? Like, that's okay. And here's all the ways to do it. And I think many of you podcast listeners hear that from us, like this compassionate, non-judgmental permission giving. But how do we give that to ourselves? How do we say yes to our own wants? Again and again, because those wants change, they evolve over time with different sex acts that emerge, with different partners, different circumstances. We have to offer ourselves a lot of permission to really allow our authentic sexuality to emerge. First, we have to feel what we might want, what we desire, and then let ourselves make take action to allow ourselves to experience that. And it's such a process. And it's something we can do solo. It's also something we can do with our lovers in conversation. And it's something that we do through having these conversations with you. It allows permission to be granted to explore our desires, our curiosities, our interests. Well, what does permission really mean? We keep using this word, but I think it's maybe taking a non-sexual example will help people feel into what this looks like. You know, if you have always wanted to create art, for example, and you always have this yearning, but then, and you know, people see your sketches from high school and comment on what a great artist you are, but then you kind of brush it off and now you're 45 and you haven't taken an art class since high school. What would it mean to give yourself permission to be an artist again? For some people, that just means going to the art store and getting the materials and carving out a little space. For other people, they are going to sign up for a class. For some people, they're going to geek out and learn all about art history and pick a specific artist and dive in deep with them. For other people, they want a whole circle of friends who are artists and they're going to go to art events and they're going to start dressing differently, right? What does it mean to step in and give yourself permission to be an artist on your own terms? Is that sketching at 10 o'clock over a cup of tea before you go to bed? Or is that like hitting the LA art scene with a whole crowd of friends or some other completely different version of that? That's you as an artist, right? And so when we ask for your erotic permission slips to be written, right? When we're saying give yourself more sexual permission, it's like the things in you that want to be expressed, how might you give them more time, more resources, more space, like physical space in your life? That might mean objects, classes, travel, How do you say yes to them in very material ways so you can experience it and not just yearn for it, crave it, or shove it back into some like recesses of your life of like, oh, that's what I used to be into. And I'm speaking a little bit of some very personal experience right now because I went into a very dormant stage with my own sexuality. And just in the past season, past six months or so, I'm saying yes to a lot of the parts of my sexuality that I had kind of been like, eh, 
that was great when I was 20 something in San Francisco, but it doesn't really make sense for me right now. And I can see now how I was actively denying myself permission to have a want. Like when you have a want and then you say no to it, because the, the opposite of permission is denial, right? May I? No. And when you say no to something, there's different, and sometimes things have to be said no to. We have a great episode on what to do with desires unfulfilled because we are mature enough to recognize that our lives can only hold so much. And if we are, you know, like me, have very bountiful wants and desires, like our lives can only hold so much and we have to be wise about these things. And yet, what are we self-denying for all kinds of reasons? And these things can be so subtle that you're not even naming them to yourself. And now that I have said yes to these ones, I can look at those subtle reasons and be like, oh, I kind of thought I was too old. I thought I was too geographically isolated. I thought the kind of partners I wanted for these activities weren't available to me. I thought it would be too hard to find them and it would take too much. Like I had all of these like, oh, I would do it, but meh, 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 right? Those like those self-denials can be really subtle yet powerful forces in our lives. So when we say receive permission to say yes to your wants, give yourself permission, it's looking at the places you might have been self-denying and starting to say yes. And not just yes, but yes, and here's how we're going to act on it. We're going to take these baby steps towards creating space for this to be experienced in my life in some way. And that might just mean online exploration, right? That might just mean reading great books. That can be a really satisfying outlet for certain ones. And it might mean, you know, stepping into whole new sexual experiences and realms and physical experiences that you didn't even know were possible for you. Also speaking from personal experience, <laughs> on the other side of that, yes, might be more than you ever dreamed possible for you at this point in your life. And man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. So what is on the other side of your permission? And one of those things is conversation. At some point, after we've given ourselves a little internal permission, we then have to talk about it. This can be with friends. This can be with our lover. We have to start the conversation of, I really enjoy having sex with you, but I'm wondering if we could try and experiment with a few other things or a few other ways of having sex. Are you up for that? And this can be done on walks. This can be done in bed. This can be done out of bed. Whatever works best for your situation to kind of bring up a charged and vulnerable and sensitive subject that is important so that you can start shifting your embodied experience of sex. Well, this is one of the reasons we call this podcast Speaking of Sex is because just speaking of sex, talking about sex, talking about sex out loud is the first step towards so much of this for so many of us, right? And so where in your relationship are you or in your community are you about talking about sex, about your wants, getting vulnerable with each other? And if that is the vulnerable edge, we have resources for you there too. At pleasuremechanics.com slash talk, you'll find 50 plus great conversation starters, our communication resource pod, that has a ton of great resources ready for you to 
baby step again your way into these conversations with yourself and with potential lovers or long-term partners alike, right? We can be with someone for 20 years and still new to the conversation about what kind of sex we want to be having. Or we can be meeting someone for the first time on a dating app and trying to get over that hump of like, well, what are you specifically into? We cannot assume that any human is into any one sex act, any one kind of sexual energy, any one kind of relationship style. So we have to be able to have the conversation. Who are you as an erotic being? This is who I am. Where do we overlap? Right. And we've been talking about this for years as the Venn diagram overlap of your desire. Right. The Venn diagram being that really geeky way that two circles overlap and you have your sexuality, every potential partner or your longtime partner at this point in time has their sexuality and where those two sexualities meet and want to play. That's where you have to explore with these conversations and these conversations light up the room when we can do it comfortably, confidently, with compassion, with curiosity. Those are four really good C's of communication, right? Comfort, confidence, compassion, curiosity. Like, tell me what you want and what you want to experience right now. It is such an abundant, sexy question when people feel safe to answer honestly. Mm. And there's going to be an abundance of links in the show notes because like all conversations here at Pleasure Mechanics, all of these invitations dovetail into other conversations and other inquiries. So if you're at the point where like, I don't know what I want. And if a lover asks me that, I just freeze up. We have resources for you. We have techniques to evoke your embodied truths about what you want to experience right now. Because this is the thing, when we get off script, then we're left with this improvisational space of like, we need to decide what to do with these bodies of ours. We need to make some requests. We need to make some offers. And this is one reason we love massage as a tool, as a skill set between lovers Because when you have massage in your repertoire, the question of like, would you like a massage right now? Would you like a five minute hand massage, foot massage, a little shoulder rub? Do you want to relax fully in bed and let me rub your butt as you tell me about your day? These all become options and invitations that it's really easy to say yes to after a long day, a five minute foot massage. And that can then just be it, or it can be a bridge into countless other destinations, right? But this takes practice. It takes showing up for this together. And that conversation has to be that bridge of like, when we get together, when our bodies get intimate, we're not just going to have the same old expectations. So we're going to do things differently here. Listen to pleasure mechanics. (laughs) And I just, but actually we hear all the time from lovers who kind of send this podcast back and forth as a way of starting that conversation. And we are just so honored by that. Mm, I love that. Mm. I also just want to name that often PIV sex kind of thinks about us people experiencing pleasure sort of at the same time. Another way you can play with the script is having one person 
be the person receiving pleasure and the other person giving pleasure. Taking turns. Taking turns, which is a beautiful part of massage that can then move into erotic massage Mm -hmm. um, or extended oral play on one person. Mm -hmm. You're shifting the script in that way. And then kinky sex invites us to take turns in this bigger way of like the whole date is now focused on around your surrender. The whole date is now focused around me experiencing this yielding the whole date is experiencing around our thrill in this moment so like how do we explore this whole arc together over a day or a weekend and planning dates like that is such an intimate way of like diving deep into your desires and who you want to be and how you want to show up how do we curate erotic experiences with and for one another that center different people's pleasures in different moments. What is the willingness versus the want? Um, And there's so much here. We cover a lot of it in our kinky sex course. You can explore that if you want at pleasuremechanics.com slash kink. But uh, (laughs) there's just so much here. (laughs) I do want to say, I want to give another shout out to one of our episode sponsors who remind us that one of the ways we do this is with and through our bodies, right? And how we groom our bodies, how we accessorize our bodies is one way that we curate our erotic expression. And I am delighted that we are not the only ones who love our Manscaped groomer because we're starting to hear from you all on social media and in our inbox about how much you love using this tool too. And we are just delighted by this. The Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped.com is a versatile, efficient groomer for all your most precious parts. Manscaped's signature groomer is rechargeable, waterproof, and even has a little spotlight so you can see what you're doing down below. Grab their performance package for an awesome deal on the groomer, a complete line of grooming accessories, and even a gorgeous little travel bag to carry it all in with style. Pubic hair grooming can either be a deeply personal self-care routine or part of preparing your body for a big date night out. Explore all the grooming tools Manscaped.com has to offer and use the code PLEASURE for 20% off and free shipping. That's Manscaped.com. Use the code PLEASURE pamper your most precious parts or give the gift of grooming this season at manscaped.com and be sure to use the code pleasure big thanks to manscaped.com for sponsoring this episode and bringing more style to our private parts (laughs) i love using it we now have hers and theirs (laughs) we should write that on our little grooming kits hers and theirs thanks manscaped.com So how do you want to express yourself right now? Because as we've hinted, Charlotte and I are in our own sexual renaissance. And we've talked before about sexual seasons and how we really need to honor that there is so much change in our sexual lives. And who you are as a sexual being is not a fixed entity. You are not who you were as a teenager. You are not who you were as a young adult unless you are a young adult, you are who you are right now, right now in your glorious complex self. And that includes our whole lives. And now like, what do you want to experience sexually within that? Whether you're in a long-term relationship and you're looking across the room of like, what kind of sex do we want to be having right now? 
That's a huge question. And we have so many resources to help you explore it. But I want to keep circling you back to this question of what do you want to experience? How do you want to feel? Because it's so easy to go the sex acts, you know, we started this episode by trying to break down this idea of penis and vagina sex as the ultimate sex act and the one that counts. Um, And then it's easy to be like, okay, well, we'll just have more oral sex. Like, it's not about the sex act at all. It's about the freedom to play and express yourself in a way that's like, in the moment real for you and not a performance of what you think you should be doing. Mm. How do we get there? And there are so many skills that we have to cultivate and develop to be able to do that and conversations to have so that you can be adept in both understanding what you do authentically want when you're off script and then creating it. It is not necessarily an easy thing to do, but it's a really powerful, useful thing to do that allows and creates more freedom for ourselves and for our erotic lives and partnerships. How do you know what you want? How do you say what you want? How do you notice what your partner is up for and willing to experience with you? How do you navigate change, right? Like there are questions within questions within questions in all of this conversation. And we're all exploring it together in this culture that makes it very hard to have even the quiet to ask yourself, what do I want? Because there's so many shoulds coming at us all the time of what we should be doing with our time, of how we should be surviving this world, of how a kind of woman or man we should be to be a success, right? All of those social shoulds are pushing at us all the time. And it takes creating a little space, like a little breathing room to have a pause and ask yourself, like, within that, Who am I separate from all of that? It can get very confusing and it can take years to start unpacking this. And that's why we're here for you. (laughs) That's why we've been here for you for 15 years. That's why we still hear from listeners who have been with us for a decade plus and are still exploring new edges all the time. That's why you and I, Charlotte, after a lifetime devoted to this work, are on the edge of our own questions now. What do we want? How do we want to feel? What kind of experiences are these bodies craving right now? And then giving ourselves permission to say yes to them, even when they feel out of reach, even when those desires feel a little scary. And Charlotte can attest, like I was a little scared by my own desires, right? Yeah, but we have conversations about them. We practice everything that we are talking about. We walk in our talk. (laughs) (laughs) We are okay with vulnerability Mm -hmm. and with edges that feel a little raw, knowing that they can create more erotic aliveness. And that is ultimately what we are interested in, more freedom for ourselves and each other. And it's a wild ride. And it's, you know, it's so as we're saying this, I'm getting a little tender because you've given me a lot of permission, mm-hmm. right? As I've been in this opening up stage and naming desires and saying yes to things, you've been my permission giver in this very gentle, compassionate way. Again, that space of saying, yes, this is okay. Mm-hmm. It might be scary. You might be feeling all sorts of things. Feel your feelings, Chris, and keep going. Mm-hmm. You've been my pleasure mechanic, babe. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And it's nice to actually feel these skills come alive for us as Mm -hmm. we're exploring new erotic edges. 
Um, and we will talk on future episodes about what this means and looks like for both of us. It's still pretty like new and raw and we're in it. Um, and we totally weren't expecting to be talking about it in this, but we, these oh, conversations <laughs> are always just evolving. We never know what we're going to talk about. But what we're talking about is opening up to new erotic experiences. And just to name that, like, that is a never ending process. We're always in it from where we are sitting right now in the moment. And to have this is like the Buddhist influence in our world, but to have that beginner's mind and that freshness of like, this is the moment right now. We have been married maybe for 20 years. What kind of erotic experience can we have now together? And I can't emphasize enough how much conversation really has to be a part of this, but how gentle that conversation can be. Questions like, what is one of your best memories of our time together? Oh, that sunset when we were at that place after our anniversary. What did you like about that sunset? Oh, I felt so relaxed. What might help you feel more relaxed tonight, honey? Right? So going to the feeling state, like in a memory, and then an invitation. How can I help you relax right now, sweetheart? Would you like a foot massage? Right? Or maybe the answer is, you remember that trip we took and how thrilling it was. And then you have that word thrill. And you're like, when was the last time we felt thrilled together? And you're like, oh, it's been years. Because kids, because school routine, because, because, because. And then you can look to the future and be like, how are we going to experience thrill together next? And just asking that question is its own thrill. And will open up new vibrancy and new possibility. And all of a sudden, you're a team together looking to experience something new instead of kind of just going around the board game again and again, right? And to explore this enormous and vast terrain, it can just start with simple questions of what do you want? What do you want to feel? What do you want to experience? How can we play together? And knowing that there is no destination but your own pleasure and the space between the two of you. And I hope it's wonderful exploration together. Mm-hmm. Pleasure is the measure. As the great Emily Nagoski reminds us, there is no sex act that is the barometer of your sexual success. It is the question of whether you like the sex you are having or not having. So we've gone way beyond inviting you out of PIV intercourse based goal oriented like that whole paradigm of sexuality that tells you when you get intimate with someone this is what your body should be doing when we find freedom from that we find all of this limitless potential yes but that's a terrain that needs a skill set to be explored i think that's where we came to in this episode of how many different skills and awarenesses and abilities we bring to this question of like so what do you want to do what are you into how do you want to play together um that open-ended question then invites us into becoming erotic explorers into becoming pleasure seekers into becoming more authentic erotic beings Mm -hmm. and we do that together We do that together. That's been all of what we've been exploring for 15 years. We have lots of resources for you at pleasuremechanics.com. And we invite you to explore with us. And so much of what we offer, we offer generously and for free. You can explore 400 plus episodes. Enroll in our free online course at pleasuremechanics.com slash free. 
If you want to go deeper with us, we offer eight online courses. You'll find everything from mindful sex to kinky sex, stroke by stroke instruction with us as your guides. And if you want to be part of our inner circle and participate in the podcast and conversations with us, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash pod and step into our inner circle and show us some love. We love you. You'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure.